the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! No good for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to 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 back because we love this stuff. You love this stuff. Seinfeld is Seinfeld. Seinfeld is love. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Corey. I thought I was going to say Seinfeld is life. Oh, Seinfeld is love. Seinfeld is life. Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> today we are talking season five, episode two, The Puffy Shirt, which first aired on September 23rd, 1993. Corey, hit us with that synopsis. Yeah, buddy. The Puffy Shirt. During dinner with Kramer's low-talking girlfriend, Jerry unwittingly agrees to wear a puffy pirate shirt for his upcoming The Today Show appearance. Okay. One, that is one pretty, sentence succinct right one, there. Good job, yeah, writer. Very succinct. Well, then let's break that down scene by scene, and we, were, and we will start it off very similarly with other episodes with a stand-up bit. This one about living with your parents. Yeah, and how that's not a, not a sign that things are going good. Uh, there's no way that moving in with your parents is a sign that your life is on track. There's no way that you could fake this even. He's like, yeah, things are going great. I met a terrific girl. I got a great job making a lot of money. And if everything goes according to plan, I'll be moving back in with my parents soon. Uh, it's like, uh, it's, it's like getting busted on, on parole violation and then being thrown back in the slammer. He's like, uh, in the opinion of the board, you need further rehabilitation, I'm afraid. And you go back into that little room of yours and feel so huge, uh, that you could just take your, your bed and just crush it with your fingers. And then you can just hold your parents between your fingers going, why was I so afraid of you people when I was growing up? And, and, and he, he makes the little gestures and everything. And again, like every episode, guys, you know, for five seasons now, I, I butcher these stand-ups. But yeah. this is one of the few stand-ups I actually thought did the reverse. Like where we talk about how it starts out strong and then putters out. I like how it ended with him being like, why was I so afraid of you people growing up? Because that is true. Now, now that you're older, you're like, why was I so scared of you when I was a kid? Interesting. I thought this one started off good and ended flat. Ah. I thought this, so I thought it kind of did what what would normally happens. Okay. So, all right. At the apartment, George is going to be he tells Jerry that he's going to be moving back in with his parents. All this kind of stuff. Um, I do love their little back and forth. They have a competition on whose parents are worse. <laughs> you know, all this kind of. I stuff. I mean, it's the Costanzas. It's not oh, the yeah. Seinfelds. We know. No, that. exactly. <laughs> knowing knowing what we know, uh, you know. Post Seinfeld, or just in general, by watching all the episodes, easily George has it worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, of course, so, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, he, all, George, did mention that his mother has never laughed, um, even though I know we see, see we see her laugh uh, in later episodes. Particularly, I'm thinking of like when her and Kramer have like a flirty little thing at one point, and she kind of giggles, yeah, um, like specifically. So, uh, but that's just kind of a little thing that will kind of come back and as a joke in this one. Um, Speaking of Kramer, he does come in with a big applause. Uh, and, uh, you know, fitting. Uh, appropriate, appropriate applause. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, and he recommends, you know, he even kind of brings up, you know, why don't you just move in with Jerry, moving in here, which I think is a ri- ridiculous idea. It's a one bedroom apartment for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I loved, absolutely loved George's reaction to Kramer saying move into Kramer's place and how uh-huh. he's just like, I don't think that would work out. But the, the pause yeah. that he took before he said that was just absolutely fantastic. <laughs> like Jason Alexander just crushed it on that one. But yeah. And I loved how Jerry goes, wait, what now? What was, uh, what was yeah. that again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kramer does that kind of shit all the time where he yeah. just like makes these damn ass, su- dumb ass suggestions without thinking anything through. Yeah. But, but on the same, on one hand of it, he's not trying to be malicious about it. He wants, you know, he mm. wants his, all of his friends to be around him, you know? And I'm sure, sure in that second Kramer's like, Oh my God, like if George lived here too, yeah. we would all just be here. This is fantastic. Yeah. Very true. All right, at the Costanza's place, uh, she made, while George is kind of moving in and Jerry and Kramer are helping, she made bologna sandwiches. None of them want it. Um, I thought this was just kind of a funny little thing. She's all upset. You know, who's, who's, who's going to eat all these damn bologna sandwiches? Do you eat bologna sandwiches anymore? No, God, no. I didn't even <laughs> like bologna when I was like a kid. I have a uh, thing for... If I don't know what the meat is or if it's a mystery, I don't eat hot dogs. I, I don't I don't eat hot dogs really that often. So I, I just I don't like what is it like just throwing stuff in and then calling it like edible thing, like throwing everything in. And then that's no, it. It's a gr- you grind it into a, a casing. I, I mean, it is a, it's a specific thing. I will say that I love the fact that more we as a society worse, but... like like, you know, use every part of the pig. Like I do yeah. approve of that. But once I found out that that anuses were in, you know, the, the hot dog, <laughs> I was like, it just, I couldn't get I couldn't get it out of my head. It's the same way. It took me forever to eat jello jello later because I found out the that bones. J- about the um, gelatin has a uh, horse hooves and, and bones. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. There's no way that's the only time you've ever eaten butt. Yeah. I, I can guarantee <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? <sighs> okay. All right. Sorry. Man, um, this season five is starting out real sleazy, and it's yeah. not even coming for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, on the other hand, so I, I, I certainly almost never buy bologna. Like, I'm an adult. I will buy ham and turkey and that kind of stuff. Um, I did eat bologna as a kid because, you know, we didn't grow up all that rich and we definitely had bologna sandwiches every now and then. Um, and I, I'm actually, I will say I have very rarely gotten bologna only because it's, to me, bologna is a nostalgic mm. taste. Okay. To me, it kind of, it brings me back to childhood sandwiches at like my grandparents' house. Yeah. That it, kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that with, with the flavor and everything for, for me, especially, like seeing Estelle's version of it is kind of what I also picture in my head bologna sandwiches look like, which is just like a, a slab on top of yeah, it you was know, a just cut bologna, I will say. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that it, is true. It looked it was, good to me. I'm used to, like, the Oscar Mayer wiener, like, floppy batchy. Like, that looked like quality bologna. Right, yes, yes, yes. As quality as it, as it can be. But, like, just the fact yeah. that, like, you know, it's, just, it's just, like, mayo is slapped on it, and then just a piece of bread is just there. I'm like, oh, it just, it just yeah. didn't look, it never looks appetizing to me. Yeah, and uh, I, I like fancy sandwiches. I'm a, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm a boar's head meat kind of a guy. So I'm, I'm a real sandwich snob, You're dude. a fancy pants. Yeah. Fancy and pants I will say here. that, I, you know, thinking back on it, my mom, maybe... You know, it's funny. I know that, like, when you're a kid, you just assume that your parents buy everything. But when you get older, you realize it's probably dictated by your parents' taste, too, because they're not going to buy oh, yeah. something they don't like. I don't think my mom likes bologna because we never really had it. We always just had turkey sandwiches. So, and maybe it's just because it was just me, you know? 
your mom likes my baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing it hard, dude. dude. Sorry, sleazy I'm A, sorry. man. Sleazy yeah, A. Yeah, that was just. I don't know. I don't know what's coming over me. Um, I love it, dude. Right. I love it. <laughs> Bring it. All right. Uh, Jerry mentions that they're going to be going to dinner with Kramer's new girlfriend, him and Elaine. Um, she's a low talker. Um, so here we are. We are, you know, definitely getting into those. You know, we're nicknaming people. I was going to say, is this kind of, this is kind of, I mean, I feel like it's happened before, but this is kind of where it gets really strong. Like, oh, this person yeah. is like, these characters or these, these girlfriends are basically summed up as one name, like man hands or something, right? Yeah, it's definitely, it has happened before, I'm sure of it, but this is, this is where I feel like it becomes a solidified thing yeah. in Seinfeld. They really lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at the dinner, Elaine mentions that she had uh, an idea to make her own to like a, a make your own pizza place, and Kramer says, "Oh, that was a good one." And I was like, "Oh shit, this was Elaine's idea," J- and Kramer steals it, which we know Kramer is exactly gonna do that with Poppy doing an idea of make your own pizza place, but that doesn't come until season six. Yep. I love that you picked up on that. I I picked up on the the make your own pizza place, but I, I kind of didn't put it together that Elaine was was the one suggesting it. And I'm I'm very excited to talk yeah. about that in season six and see like if Kramer or mm-hmm. Feline even like mentions it. It was her, you know, it was her yeah. idea at all. Any kind of indication about this? Um, exactly. I, the, I had to go back and listen a couple times to make sure she said that I had an idea right. for make your own pizza place and not you know like you had it or whatever. And it was just like holy shit, this is this this all stems from elaine baby yeah yeah no good job elaine uh the only other note that i had for this scene was i love how on with subtitles on hulu they literally just type out the word murmuring murmur yeah (laughs) i actually i put on the closed caption even though i know you watch yeah with closed caption i put them on just to be like do they do they give us any hint as to what she's saying which granted she's not even like it's so fucking low. It's like you can't even – there's no way yeah. anybody could understand. There's no way. But it is funny. I mean, it, it works really well because Kramer understands everything, and he's talking back with her on stuff um, where no one no, no one with you know any non-superhuman hearing uh, would actually be able to understand her. Yeah. Uh, our low talker, Leslie, is played by Wendell Meldrum. Um, she's been in plenty of stuff, but really not much else that I noticed. Yeah, kind of the same situation as George's girlfriend from the previous episode. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, t- a huge resume, but at the same time, I was like, I don't recognize any of these shows or any. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I recognize plenty of the shows. I just like I just didn't know. Yeah, for care. They were and there were like a couple up, a couple episodes here, a couple of episodes there, but like none of them were like big long stints. Yeah, I think she shows. was like in Jag or something. A bunch of shows that I don't watch essentially. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, Jerry and Elaine, yeah, obviously they can't understand her, but I, I do love uh, that, you know, Kramer, at one point he hears a joke and he's just like laughing and none of us know what the fuck the joke was, <laughs> um, but it's good. It's good. Uh, and Kramer's, you know, Michael Richards' performance is pretty solid here. Yeah. Um, Kramer also mentions that, you know, she's a fashion designer and he even tells them about the whole puffy shirt stuff, uh, but he, st- he steps away, goes to the restroom or whatnot, so they're just kind of left with her. Um, Elaine does mention that Jerry will be on the Today Show and... Uh, Leslie's kind of mumbling to them and they're just kind of like, yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I mean, the kind of, we, the shit you do when you don't understand somebody and just kind of like go along with it. Yeah. So that's essentially how my bar ears work. I, I could never be a bartender because I can't like separate yeah. the outside noise from like, and so 
I never had luck, like, hitting on people at bars and shit. Even when I was younger, I was like, I can't hear you. I can't hear anything that's happening. So I'm just going to I'm gonna sit at the bar and just, you know, quietly drink. But, yeah, dude, like, it, but when I, you know, of course, like, I would, ha- you know, interact with girls and stuff at the bar. But that would be Jerry's, like, reaction is my reaction to pretty much every conversation. It's like, yeah, yeah. Because you can't be, like, talking to somebody and be like, what would you say? Uh, what would you yeah. say again? What was that? You know, it just doesn't yeah. work. You can't hit on somebody and do that. That is exactly what it would be. Yeah. yeah. At the, uh, dinner with the Costanzas, uh, at, at, still that, that restaurant, for, I think. Yep, from the the same set from yeah. the, the last uh, see, uh, episode. So yep. I'm curious to see if this, if they like, you know, built this set and they're going to keep using it for multiple uh-huh. uh, episodes. But um, the same reaction I had the last episode, which was, I hate this restaurant. Why aren't <laughs> we at Monks or someplace else? Yeah, fair enough. But I love uh, this is great interaction. I mean, this so this technically would be uh, Jerry Stiller's first interaction on Seinfeld as Frank Costanza because we know that the last um, when we first saw like we quote unquote first saw him in syndication that was shot specifically for syndication. But this is his first you know time as the role of Frank Costanza. Yeah, yeah, and oh my god. <laughs> He it's is great because I mean George George is having this whole conversation with with Estelle about what he'll do for jobs and Frank's just going on about fucking silver dollars and, and just the the dialogue like if you listen to the dialogue it's it's like whatever but the way he pauses the way mm-hmm. he emphasizes things just it's insane how like how did the actor even say I'm gonna pause here like Frank is such a like and like you said this is essentially our first real meeting of of Jerry Stiller as Frank so like I feel like Frank is so um he's fully formed right now yes. like, like I feel like uh, uh Jerry Stiller like went into this fully formed but at the t- same time it had to take thought like he he has yeah. to take thought into crafting this and Every I'm just I'm staring at him like you're a genius. You're a goddamn genius. <laughs> you know, like it's it's yeah. hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, uh, my entire note pretty much was fuck. I love Frank, and that's what I mean. He's you're right. He comes out and he is just Frank from the start. Yep. Yep. Oh my yep. god. It's it's just I, and I'm I am curious. I, I don't know. I mean, like overall curiosity of like when they filmed, you know, uh, that reshoot. Did they film mm-hmm. it like at the end of this season? Did they film it in the middle? But like I'm, you know, it's like I love that kind of shit behind the scenes and everything, you yeah. know. And I think that's really cool. But we do also know that. Uh, because of Jerry Stiller's energy and his sort of his take on on Frank, they altered the Estelle character to make her a little bit more passive. I, is it, it doesn't that doesn't sound great, but she she was originally going to be a bit more strong. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I guess more like Frank wise, and then the I, husband I, I, was going to be a little bit more passive. But she's great too. I think Estelle's. I, also I would awesome. not say that Estelle is passive. Yeah, because Estelle is fucking Estelle and. They, as opposed to, you're right, him being like a passive thing, they just, they match each other's energy, and that's why they are the worst. Yeah, (laughs) And the best. Yes, 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 yeah. Maybe maybe that's it, but yeah, I I love it. I think it it works so much better than, we didn't hate the original uh, uh, Frank Costanza, you know, we didn't hate him or anything, but. But but I haven't haven't seen him in years, because it's not on syndication, so it's like, I have have to go onto YouTube to find him. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can find those scenes on YouTube, but yeah, but no. It, it, Frank Frank is just next level. Oh my god. Just having him now like a regular part of the show is just I'm so excited. Yep, yep. I do think this will be elevating Seinfeld now that we have the Costanzas as more, you know, uh 
consistent. Yeah, and anyone that has listened from the beginning knows how much we love the Costanzas and the Seinfelds too, both of them. Costanza. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just, yep. It's just going to get trapped in your head. All right. Uh, George steps away and he accidentally runs into this woman. Um, and she ends up noticing his hands. They're, they're quite exquisite. Um, and she suggests that he should be a hand model and she gives him her card. And uh, I will say, I, I was working on a, um, a Ruby Tuesday commercial. I was a PA for it. And I had it happened to see like the. Um, I don't know, like the payout list or whatever, like what 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 people are getting paid per day, their day rates, and the hand model for who was like his whole job was like kind of you know to twist uh, for the pasta and squeeze yeah, a lemon and yeah. whatever shit like that. He was getting twelve fifty a day. Wow, wow. They they make bank, man. Hand models make bank. I you know, and it's funny. I almost feel like. All of this is true. You know what I mean? Like, in mm-hmm. probably in real life, like the way George, is, like the way they're treating hand models in this episode. Of course, it doesn't work out for George in the end, but like, <laughs> I feel like the yeah. joke is that you know someone in the writing team found out that hand model is a thing and found out that uh-huh. found out that it's a lucrative thing, and then they're yeah. like, we gotta fucking make fun of this shit. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I, but I will uh, say, I will say this: I am very much looking forward to George being at the Yankees. You know, because like this is uh, yes. this is something that's extended from previous seasons, which is George being out of a job and everything. And I feel, I do feel like it's gone on for a while. Yeah, and I do feel like even the writers are like, okay, we gotta sort of give him something to do at this point. Yep, yep. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. And with me today in studio is co-host Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. And now, back to the show. So at the uh, at the apartment, George is like showing off his hands to Jerry and Jerry, just like any of us, like... I don't get it. Like, why? How are yours so so gorgeous? Kramer comes in with a hand buzzer, shakes mm-hmm. George's hand, which freaks him out because he's all worried about his hands right now, uh, which is just kind of funny. Um, and then he takes a look at him and he says, "Ooh, smooth, mm-hmm. creamy, delicate yet masculine." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> love love his um, delivery on that. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's very like 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 just normal Kramer at this point. Like yep. at this point. The characters are so solidified, just so mm-hmm. solidified and mainstream now. Like, like we're yeah. fully into because I think the the show exploded between season three and four. So, like, you got to figure a bunch of new people were going like finding it in season four, and then now with season five, it is like the mainstream madness that is Seinfeld. Yep. Yep. Um, I do love George puts on these big ass oven mitts to try and protect his hands as he's walking away, and you know. Uh, so he leaves, and there's a weird applause at the end while he leaves. Yeah, that that was one of my things. I go, what was the weird clap with George leaving? Yeah, it was like 
they, they wanted know. to make it like he's winning type of thing, you know? And yeah. it's like, yay. But the, but the crowd was kind of like only two people were like, yeah, oh, no, <laughs> yay, oh, no, yeah, I don't yeah. know. But also at the same time, uh, uh, Kramer got a weird applause when he came in too. And it mm. was just like a little micro applause. And I'm wondering if just the, the studio audience was just yeah. wonky that night, you yeah. know? <laughs> Could be it. Could be it. Uh, all right. Kramer mentions, you know, Jerry wearing the puffy shirt. And Jerry's like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? Um, he even, Kramer even pulls it out. It's ridiculous. The puffy shirt. Do I need to even mention much about the puffy shirt? Because the, the, the puffy shirt, in my opinion, is probably in like the top 10 things of Seinfeld lore. I, I'd, you know, give, it, when I'd people, give it top five, bro. Yeah. When people think of Seinfeld, the puffy shirt is always an early, you know, when they're talking about Seinfeld reference stuff, things yes. like that. And, and, so. and the phrase, but I don't want to be a pirate. Yes, yeah, which is gonna <laughs> just gonna come right here. Uh, but yeah, we find out exactly that he Jerry agreed to it when he was doing his nods and and whatnot when Kramer left at the restaurant. That is Jerry's delivery is pretty damn funny. Mm-hmm. You know his whiny. But but Kramer's um, like you yeah. you can't back out now because it's already yeah. in production. There's a factory in New Jersey already making them, and I was like. Whoa, 1993. Because if this was 2020, they would have said, there's a factory in China making yeah. these. And I'm like, oh, my or, God. Yeah, exactly. Or Taiwan in, or Mexico. Yeah, or somewhere. And I'm like, oh, my God. Back in 93, like, like, like the industry was still in America. Like, like the factory yeah. industry, the clothes building industry. Sometimes, you know, I, I don't necessarily... I do like history shows and I will watch stuff like on uh, like the 80s or the 90s and stuff, but I don't watch like Seinfeld for that. I watch Seinfeld for like my nostalgia and the fun and everything, Mm -hmm. but I do find these little moments interesting where I'm like, oh, wow, just him saying making the shirt in New Jersey. I'm like, you just wouldn't hear that anymore. Like that is so 1993, you know, it's it's a cool little it's a cool little look into like an insight into that era of time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, At the Costanza's place. At the at the Costanza's place, Estelle is all proud with George about his hands, and we get stuck up, annoying George here, who's like you know pampering his hands um, and all this kind of stuff, and kind of he's kind of uh, you know talking talking harshly to his mom because it's like no you get you know he's got to protect everything, and she's all like oh okay yes dear um it's it's a funny flip from what we had just seen yeah. previously with that with them all together, and then with the pudding and and she's and Frank's like why do you put the the bananas in the pudding because Georgie likes the bananas yeah. in the pudding. <laughs> Yeah. And at the end, George's like, I'm going to my room. And Estelle's like, you know, what about the pudding, Georgie? And he's so like, she said, what about, the, she says jello. So jello, she yeah. says jello. Yeah. Now, when I hear jello, I don't think pudding, but though jello does make pudding, yeah. I always think of the gelatinous, you know, the, the, the shaky jello. Yeah. Always. No, I I think I just messed up and said pudding. I, I think she said jello. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I was She said yeah. well, she said jello. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying cuz jello makes pudding. Like yeah. that is a big part of their well, their can, can, can you put I I've seen the banana chunks in the jello. Do you put you don't put that in pudding at all. I mean, there is banana uh, pudding. Well, there's banana pudding. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, regardless oh, We know what who cares? Who cares? If, it's, if, he, if he's eating jello, if he's eating yeah. pudding, who gives a fuck? At, at the end, I just like how he's like he pauses and he's like I'll take it in my room. And as, yes. we, as much as we hate Cocky George, and we do, we do hate Cocky George, I kind of liked it here because it's both funny. of his parents are so crazy that it was kind of yeah. nice to see George have just a, a little bit of, 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 you know, a step up in his in his relationship there, you know, even though it's a little short-lived. It, it particularly works because we had already seen him being kind of pathetic with no job and, and they're kind of like, you know, 
you know, kind of demeaning him about this kind of stuff. And then now it's just kind of flipped in reverse. And so it is funny. And I'm not going to lie, man, rewatching it now. Um, and we, we I, I forgot to mention it earlier when he's in that scene at dinner with his parents and he says like, I, you know, I'm a college graduate. Like, like I know I'm, I'm destined to do something. I just don't know what it is yet. Honestly, man, like as a creative and, and someone who kind of mm-hmm. didn't sort of, you know, kind of fall into their own until they're until later in life, you know, and figure out what they're supposed to be doing as, as a podcaster and everything. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've had that conversation with my parents, like where it's like, I know that I'm, you know, worrying you. I, I know that like you can't figure me out. And, and, but at the same time, I just, I know that there's something for me. I just don't know what it is. And I don't know if, if George necessarily deserves, like if he's being lazy or not, but I do feel like he does think that he, like there's something for me, just doesn't yeah. know what it is yet. And I felt like, again, just like the episode prior, it was very honest writing. And I was like, whereas mm. before we see, I just haven't, I haven't felt like we've gotten that level of honesty out of the writing until these past two episodes. I'm like, wow, that seems very heartfelt. Okay. Uh, yeah. Obviously hit you, hit you in a different way than it hit me. Yeah. 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 I guess so. Yeah. Maybe as the, as the black sheep slash disappointment of my family, you know. <laughs> yeah, and everyone knows I'm the best in my family. Exactly, so exactly, dude. Like, especially like on my dad's side. I mean, I, I think now people are like you know happy with what I'm doing and stuff. But man, I know that I caused a lot of worry for a while because yeah. people were like, "What is what's he doing?" <laughs> yeah. All right, in the green room for the Today Show, Jerry comes out when he's got his the puffy shirt on. He looks ridiculous. Uh, Elaine comes in, laughs at the shirt, but she's also really worried because he's there to promote a benefit that's all for clothing poor people. Yeah. And she's like, you can't, you can't come out here looking like this high fashion, weird ass thing that clothing is a joke. You're doing this as, you know, as a thing that's specifically to help clothe the homeless and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we cut back to George. He's at the photo shoot. They compare his hands to this guy named Ray McKigney, who I, you bet, you bet your butt. I checked online to see if there was a real Ray McKigney hand model. There is not. Um, someone did make a fake LinkedIn yeah. uh, account. <laughs> I love but, that shit, dude. I love that kind of shit, man. <laughs> yeah. That's but great. there is no real Ray McKigney. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I do hmm. like it, it, this this falls under one of those sort of pseudo like like monologue stories that they do occasionally mm-hmm. um and it i liked it it was one of the ones that I, I was like enthralled by it i enjoyed it well it was an interesting callback because they call back to some to the contest episode yes they did um they tell they tell about ray and you know that he fell in love his hand nothing was as beautiful as his hands to where he was uh he was not the master of his domain um and i think this is partly season 5 you know they knew how good they had. They did it with season um, four's the contest, and so they are kind of trying to bring that back and just be like, "Hey, remember, we did the contest. Uh, that was a big ass episode." I mean, I, I think at this not, point, not in a bad way. I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, no, no. I I, I think it, this was a full on meta. Uh, thing because you got to yeah. think about it, you know when they writ- wrote this it was already post you know um not just writing the the contest but having the contest come out and being yes. such a huge deal that this is this is when it gets starting starting to get a little bit meta and yeah. honestly i was like I didn't love the fact oh. that the, that the guy said um, something about being the master of his domain he goes he was not the master yeah. of his domain because that was a 
a line that someone in that episode, I believe it was George or Jerry, but they said it in reaction to something else. It was like the third level of a joke that they were referring to. Uh-huh. And it was such like an obvious like reference. Yeah. It, it, I like when George later says, no, I won a yeah. contest. I like that. Yes. That's what I like. I didn't, I kind of did not like him Fair. referencing that. Fair enough, because that was specifically only referenced for those characters. Yes. Yes. Ma- no, I never once has anyone ever I heard are you the master of your domain and me think, "Oh, I can withdraw and not, you know, not masturbate." Yeah, but but no one has said that. I mean, that's only a Seinfeld reference. That is 100% yes. yeah, that's meta. What I'm saying. But yeah. like yeah, they they didn't I don't think they pulled that from any no, other no. thing. No, it's just like, and yeah. so it would be weird for him to use that same that same terminology. Yeah, yeah. So I I just I didn't so I loved his his dialogue. I loved his monologue about the the hand model actor guy. Oh, I love I mean I love how he's talking yeah, about how it yeah. turns into a claw, a claw and all this yes, weird I, shit. I, I love all that. I just was like, ah, I didn't love the the whole master, but it, it works. It works as like a like as a as a dialogue story structure thing that like that totally works. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take me out of it. It's just you know we're analyzing yeah. it. That's all. Like yeah. when it happened, I didn't. I wasn't like eh whatever. But now that we're like we're talking about it and we're analyzing, it, I'm like okay, I got to bring that up. But I I do love when George says I won a contest later. You know that that yeah. I liked. Which I want to call back to the episode of the contest, um, our episode mm-hmm. of the contest, because at the end of that episode of Seinfeld. Um, it's kind of somewhat ambiguous who, you know, we know that the contest is over, um, but we don't really know who won. And we kind of had this battle of like, I think Jerry did it right then and there. Yeah. And you're like, no, I think he did it later. But this kind of proves that George was the winner. And so I think it kind of, it, to me, it validates my theory that Jerry, he did the deed right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean. <laughs> I, I'm with you. Like, I like that aspect of it. I just, just literally yeah. the only problem I have is that one piece of dialogue that I wish we could extract. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with I, you. Yeah. It's nice that we get a conclusion to, to the yeah. contest here. We actually have a hundred percent who won and it works yes. because of, you know, the situation that George is in. It works as, as dialogue, but it also works because a season later we're like, Oh cool. Awesome. Now we know, you know? Yep. Yep. Um, all right. And wait, real Brian, quick, what, oh. what was it? Was it like 150 bucks or something that he won, or, or was it 300 bucks? Uh, Everyone put in 100, all, right? All the guys put in 100 or 150 or something. I can't. God, I can't remember. He, so he he won a good amount. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah a few hundred. Honestly, so. that's probably what kept him going for a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unemployed. You know, could have been. Um, all right, so we see Bryant Gumble interviewing Jerry, and I kind of thought back. Oh, I remember when Bryant Gumble used to be on the Today Show. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I I love his um his uh, the real sports on HBO, and mm-hmm. he's he does a great job. He's a strong journalist. Oh, I remember when there were actually real good journalists on uh, <laughs> on TV. So, um, but Gumble can't get past the puffy shirt. You know, he just kind of keeps talking about it, and Jerry ends up getting really upset about it, and he makes fun of it, and he calls it out, and uh, we hear Leslie screaming, "You bastard!" <laughs> I, don't know I thought, I thought that was a dick move on Jerry's part for just, you know, just he didn't divert it. He just, he just called out as being a stupid shirt. I think that was a that was an ass hat move. Yep. I I do agree. I think he did. I mean, he didn't. It's handle funny that. for the show. Yeah, yeah it, but yeah, but yeah, he he didn't he didn't handle it per- professionally. Um, yes. you know the the yes. way you, you expect him to. But I, I will say, Brian, going back to Brian Gumble, um, you know, this is obviously a scripted thing versus he kind of you know does the news things. 
I thought he did a great job, like, acting, you know? Like, I, I thought he was, mm-hmm. like, as you know, you see, sometimes you see people who aren't quote-unquote actors, and they're like, ah, they did a fine job. I was like, yeah, he did, he he was great. I thought he was actually very believable with how amused he was by the shirt and everything. Yeah. And, and maybe, also maybe because Jerry is amusing wearing that yes. shirt, it is funny, but uh, I also liked seeing Jerry annoyed, because that's a thing that you don't see Jerry be too often, and maybe maybe the hell ass hattery is because Jerry's not also used to being annoyed. Yeah, yeah, probably. But but ultimately, a dick move on Jerry's part. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now back to the show. So we cut back to the sh- uh, the photo shoot with George, and that's going well. And he ends up getting this, you know, he gets his check, and this woman comes on to him, and all this kind of stuff. Things are going, things are good for George right now. We see him skipping through the park; he's all excited. <laughs> this is it's it's good for George. So there's only one way it can go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, all right, we go back to we see Leslie at the green room, back at the green room. She's yelling at Jerry. Uh, I do love that George kind of comes in as well. And Elaine, you know, he kind of tell, tells her about his hands and whatnot. And she takes a look at him. She's like, let me see these hands. Yeah, real nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, that's that's what I would do. I mean, yeah, are you fucking kidding me? They're just fucking hands. Um, so, but George also makes fun of the shirt and all that kind of stuff, which enrages Leslie. And she shoves George and he ends up falling forward and grabbing a hot iron and so now we know he the fall has happened and it's big awful. <laughs> Honestly, George should sue the shit out of that lady for loss of income. So my only note for this scene is can George sue her? I I don't see why not. Yeah. And knowing think, that like I think he absolutely he would he would he would take it just take her to the bank clean the house on that one. I, yeah, and and I feel like th- that would have happened if it was like I remember it was like a big deal that like uh, Jennifer Lopez got her ass like insured or something mm-hmm. in early mid two thousands. You know, I think yeah, yeah. If that had happened before this episode, things would have been different. But yeah, I do think George can probably sue her at at this point uh-huh. or somebody. At you know, one hundred percent. Yep. So agreed. Um, then at the end of this, our you know our last scene, we cut to they're at a restaurant. 
at that crappy ass restaurant, and I'm like, why the hell are they not at Monks right now? Yeah. There's no reason for them not to be at Monks. Be- because they built that fucking set. That's why. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that restaurant and fuck that set. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, Corey, yeah, yeah. I mean, so far, Corey's probably enjoying the start of season five. Everything but that goddamn set. Because because I hated it in the first episode, and then when I realized they were using it again, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, are, did they build this and yeah. think it was a good idea? It's a very flat, boring-looking set, too. It doesn't it doesn't have, like, the charm that Amongst has. No, it's got – that's it. It's got zero fucking charm, man. It looks like a yeah. – it looks like a IHOP. And, I mean, yeah. I like IHOP food, but you don't go there yeah. for the ambience, you know? I'd say it looks like a hometown buffet, like even yeah. a step below yeah. IHOP. Yeah. Like something crappier. Yeah. No. So, no, thank you. Uh, but, yeah, they talk about the benefit, which does not go well. Uh, George has got his hands wrapped and – Elaine's channel feeding him a little bit. It was just, you know, kind of funny. Um, and, you know, Kramer says all the shirts that were made all went to the goodwill, you yeah. know, because no one could sell them. Uh, and as they walk out of the diner or as they, not the diner, sorry, as they walk out of that crappy ass restaurant, um, we see some homeless guys wearing these puffy shirts. And uh, Jerry even kind of says, oh, you know, really not that bad of a looking shirt. <laughs> I so like funny. that. Uh, I also liked one of the crowd's reaction when they. I, I heard yeah, her. When she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like like as if seeing them in the puffy shirt was like the hilarious, <laughs> most hilarious thing ever. Yeah. Dude, I was like, I was like that lady in the crowd was very tickled by it because she also said it yeah. like a nanosecond before the camera cuts to them. You know? Yes. <laughs> Like, okay. I, I absolutely called that out as well because it was so obvious. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh, so. dude. I love. I, it's such a like as far as like storylines go. How we talk about A, B, and C, dude. As far as like like D or E storylines go, I love following the crowd like and trying to sort of <laughs> picture them for this like you know <laughs> recording session. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and as credits roll, we get a stand-up uh, about, you know, when you can't hear people uh, and having to say, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have to say, excuse me, when you can't hear what someone is saying? Why are we so guilty? Excuse me. Pardon me. Why can't I just go, nope, not loud enough? <laughs> I think you should have just ended right there. Nope, not loud enough. Why can't I do that? Uh, ju- just once, I'd like to have the guts to make that judgment. Somebody, <laughs> I love how he also calls it a judgment, like judging somebody. Uh, somebody mm-hmm. mumbles something and you go, your fault. I'm not sorry because it's your fault. I like that one a lot, dude. I, it's it, it was. I thought it was very non-Jerry-like, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was decent enough. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you went first last episode. I'll, I'll go first this one. Frank motherfucking Costanza, baby. <laughs> I mean, all right. Like already we're playing with like a higher level of, of scoring just because like he's in it and he's crushing it. And I I love seeing him and I have fun every single time he's in it. Um, I love seeing George, you know, have something happen to him and then just like having it crumble. Uh, all because he, he did, it, it was deserving because he was cocky mm-hmm. when he went into the, the room with jerry and he's like what are you doing jerry and i'm like oh george you're setting yourself up for yep. a fall and uh oh, you know yeah. there was a lot of stuff that i liked a lot of stuff that i appreciated especially when george was i felt had a very heartfelt moment with his mom that his his dad clearly didn't pay attention to but yeah. uh his mom where he's like i i feel like i'm destined for something more and i felt like that was very very relatable um and there was a lot of good interconnectivity a lot of good uh stuff going on with with characters and what they were doing 
But what holds the episode back for me from being like, you know, a five or anything is that I hated that it ends with on a down note for our main people. And we've Mm. already established last season, I'm blanking on the episode, but Jerry, and I even mentioned it because the behind the scenes, even Jerry Seinfeld, the actor was like, this was interesting because it was the first time, like my character, according to comedic law, my character should win, end up like losing, but yet I still end up winning. And that kind of, we love the whole, like even Steven yeah. Jerry, we love the, the devil may care Jerry. And I hate seeing Jerry specifically lose and having them at the very end. Like it's so very rare to have the whole, the whole gang is on a downer note on this one. Elaine lost her kind of like not job, but like, you know, thing with the, the goodwill Kramer got broken, dumped by the girl, Jerry, George, everything. They're all on a down note. And I'm like, damn that not, you know, like, yeah, that sucks and everything, but that's also not what Seinfeld's about. I feel like, I feel like Seinfeld is about, you know, yeah, they're kind of crappy people sometimes, but it kind of works out for them in the end, or at least, the way their viewpoint is, Jerry's viewpoint is usually just kind of like, nah, oh, well, I'll move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was just a smidge of a downer. And because of that, just because that's not how I like my Seinfeld to be, I'm going to give it a four out of five. I mean, it's still a high score. I mean, like, yep. truly, it was moving. It was croaching onto a five until that very, very end. But that's a strong hit for me, dude, because I feel like that is a hit at, like, its soul type of thing. You know, like, that is, a, for me, that's a strong hit. That's why I knocked it down a full point versus, like, a mm-hmm. half a point or something. So, yeah. But still, four point, four, four how about this? Uh, four clawed hook hands out of five <laughs> is, uh, is still fucking damn good, especially when you compare it yeah. to season four <laughs> and the trip part two and, and one and everything, you know? Uh, yeah, I had a very similar kind of thought process with you on this one. I mean, I thought this was another solid episode. Things were funny. Not everything was landing as hugely for me um, or, or, you know, as that one, oh, my God, audience member <laughs> for me on this episode. <laughs> um, but overall, it was still a good one. The puffy shirt stuff itself is great. You know, I think the the hand model stuff like storyline, I think was very was funny as well. Um, Leslie and her stuff is uh, is pretty good. I, I like I like all the low talking stuff. I thought that was very funny. Once she was like actually yelling and talking on like that last scene with her, I I didn't actually care for it. I, didn't, yeah. I, I thought you you lost your luster to me honestly when you started talking. All I wanted, if you would have said you bastard, and that was the end of her talking, I would have thought that that was funnier. Yeah. Wh- than what if they all that extra? Stuff. What if like the whole time she was yelling at him, you couldn't hear what she was was saying? I think that would have been funnier. Like she's like yeah. yeah I know the whole you bastard over the air, but then in the scene she should have been like yeah. bah, 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 you know like like murmuring really loudly. Like, yeah. And we see yeah we see her like you know pantomiming just yeah. craziness yeah. something, but she they can't understand her. Yeah. I would have probably liked that better. So I think I think that kind of stuff fell fell for me. Um. But yeah, like the seeing this Costanza's. God, that was great. Frank, fully formed, is awesome. Fully formed out of the womb. You're getting a full <laughs> Jerry Stiller is perfect. Full Frank Costanza is great. Um, and, and it just, it honestly, it gets me hyped for more that I'm going to see of them later, and I get so excited about that. I also gave this four out of five bologna sandwiches. <laughs> oh, perfect, perfect. Well, so we're even so far. We're even with the, yeah. the beginning. We're, we're starting off on the exact same footing, so. Yep. That's kind of funny, man. This is the what a start. What a different start from this season from the first two episodes of season four to season five. Woo, what a different world we're living in, man. <laughs> I am 
I'm so excited that I just, I wish that like I had the, 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 like I could just pause time, watch every episode right now. And then we could just record every single episode, like back to back to back. Like I am so freaking jazzed to just get yeah. into this, into this <laughs> season, you know? And, and, it, and a lot right. of it is because of Frank Stanza, Jerry Stiller, dude. He is admittedly both of us. We, we've both said it multiple times. He's one of our favorite characters on the show. So having him here mm-hmm. is, is just God. It feels wonderful. My God, does it feel great? Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, All right, buddy. All right, Corey. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. let's see. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, let me start, because I, I talked the first one, last one. I want to tell everybody, or I don't want to tell everybody, I want to try and introduce my man, Corey, who has got some awesome other content out here in the world, particularly his podcasting, After Dark. Please, could you tell everybody about that and everything else you're doing? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, Let's see. Podcasting After Dark is with uh, my... Um, Podcasting After Dark is with our pal Zach, who we uh, you can hear us go head to head on Throwback Trivia Takedown, which we'll hear more about that in a second. But uh, Zach and I talk about cult movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, but you know, mostly around the 80s. Crazy shit like Ninja 3 The Domination, which is just batshit crazy. Uh, is there is there a Ninja 1 and a Ninja 2? Uh, it is technically the third movie in the, in a sequel, but none of them are at all connected, and the first two are not called Ninja 1 or Ninja 2. So okay. yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the kind of shit that we get into on on podcasting after dark. And uh, you might have heard us on the uh, the whole Kevin Smith crossover thing. You guys heard uh, uh, Adam and John do Clerks uh, on on podcast uh, on Blast from Past, and then we did Mallrats on podcasting after dark. Yeah. So if you haven't checked that out, please do. And uh, we also interview a bunch of actors and directors, mostly from you know '80s movies and stuff. Like uh, we interviewed the director of. Fright Night, Tom Holland. We also interviewed a couple of the people from Fright Night, Billy Cole in there, Jonathan Stark, and then uh, Evil Ed, who was played by Stephen Jeffries. And uh, probably the most, the, the biggest interview or the most famous, well-known one that we've done is Vasquez from Aliens. So uh, a couple mm-hmm. of them you can find on the free feed, but most of them are on 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 the, the Podcasting After Dark Patreon page. But uh, I did mention briefly, throwback trivia takedown. Like I said, you can hear Zach and I go head to head. But uh, Adam, can you tell us more about that trip that nostalgia trivia show i can throwback trivia takedown is a trivia podcast that i do with my brother that is all things pop culture trivia from the 70s 80s and 90s uh, it's about 30 ish minutes 30 to 40 minutes per episode hopefully you guys you know if you enjoy learning some new things having some hopefully i think decent trivia questions and yeah as Corey said he's been on an episode and uh recently not all that long ago he's on an episode where him and zach go head to head and it's quite funny um you know they have, they have some good stuff we're doing uh currently while this episode comes out we are doing or we're getting going with our uh beef up network uh tournament and so it's going to be a lot of fun besides that i also do blast from our past podcast which is uh one i do with my brother that is the light side uh to 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 the uh, dark side that is podcasting after dark we are the uh the jedi to the sith that, that is Corey and zach where we're doing much more um more mainstream and and, and 
happy, friendly kid stuff, um, but also doing like full scene breakdowns. Um, but we also do some other things in there like album reviews, fan castings, TV show reviews, um, and top 10 lists. Yeah. So, and and yeah, I, as literally a fan of Blast from Our Past from episode one, I've listened, been listening since the beginning. I loved the 80s TV show intros episode that you guys, <laughs> you. Uh, you released it today when we were recording, but that'll be a week prior when you're listening to this. But that's a great episode. Um, another one that you guys have to listen to is uh, Adam and John break down their top 10 each uh, favorite serials, and that's fantastic. Oh. <laughs> but uh, but uh, and also, I mean, and they also do album reviews like uh, Bare Naked Ladies and Tool. I mean, I'm a huge Tool yeah. fan, but I found myself, since your Bare Naked Ladies album review, breakdown i've been listening to more bare naked ladies uh lately oh, so very yeah cool. dude yeah it's, it's a lot well, of fun it's all and as always uh, i like the music stuff you guys do because john actually teaches yeah, me uh, that's his knowledge yeah. base yeah. yeah well i mean he's a teacher yeah. john's a, a music teacher exactly adam's brother uh john is a music teacher so on the episodes that they do with the album reviews it's it's actually quite informative because john yeah. will we'll talk like you know inside baseball stuff and i like that shit i mm-hmm. dude honestly like i love inside baseball for any industry that I, I don't even like it could be inside baseball for like like you know people that work in the sewers I don't care I love hearing shit that I don't know anything about and I'm like that's so freaking cool so yeah I highly highly recommend you guys if you want to check out just if you need one episode go check out the the 80s TV show intros is is a lot of fun that's a lot of fun well, if you need more of Corey in your life with Adam, Corey and Adam, then you can go check out our um, Monster Squad episode, our RoboCop episode, our Aliens episode, or any of the sequels that we've done, which we, which need... we haven't put out one in a long time. I know, we need to get time, back actually. into the sequels, buddy. <laughs> we need to get well, back I've got, to Well, I've got one that we recorded over a year ago, and it's just, John and I have been so consistent, yeah. we haven't had to use it. Um, so honestly, I haven't even edited it yet, <laughs> but I need to do it. Is that Rescuers Down Under? It is, man. We have Rescuers Down Under just God. sitting, waiting for it. And I have to, have to kind of listen back and be like, did we mention anything that was like says 2019? I know. Because we might. Cause... <laughs> I know. It's so long ago. I don't remember what the hell we talked about. Yeah. Oh, but that's, hey, hey, that's podcasted for you guys. <laughs> so. Yep. Oh, well. But, um, you know, hey, check out check out all those shows. Check out uh, Talking Back, our awesome friends, Tim and Dean. They put on a, yes. they put out a great show. It's uh, it's similar to, to Podcast After Dark and Cartwright and, and, and Blast from Past where they, they break it down. They'll, they'll go through the movie. They'll break it down. They've had some fantastic episodes. Predator 2. Mad Max, uh, just so many freaking awesome episodes. So make sure you go check them out as well. Yeah. And every link to all of our shows can be found over at the BFOPnetwork.com. And that's BFOPnetwork.com, also known as Beef Hop. Yeah. Beef Hop. <laughs> hop <laughs> and if you're uh you know if you're just new to the show and you're, you're listening to us on the free feeds and you're like hey where the heck is seasons one through i don't know three four whatever well our entire archive of cartwright a seinfeld podcast can be found on our patreon page and that's patreon.com slash cartwright easy peasy and man it is a whopping how much adam Oh my god, I don't know if anybody can afford this. One dollar. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. One dollar a month. I think, you know, if you guys like our content, um, if you need to go back and listen to some of those older episodes, or if you just need to support us, yep. we're all 
for one dollar. Yep, and then you get every episode also ad-free completely. So, well, uh, that's uh, when once the show's over, it'll just completely live on on Patreon essentially. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, yep. we appreciate all the love and support you guys give, and uh, we know times are tough, especially with the economy Ooh, doing what it's doing and about to do what it's going to do. And uh, a free way to help out the show is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's still the best way, uh, best free way to help us out and to get new listeners in front of the show. So we appreciate all the help you guys have uh, already shown us, and we appreciate all the love that you guys have shown us, too. Mm-hmm. And we'll... Oh, you want you want to do the new one? You do it. No, no, no. <laughs> like, no not after it. last time. No. No. <laughs> the, the look on your fuck, face. Fuck was vulture.com. No. That's all I've got. <laughs> fuck vulture.com. Is that our new ending? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And for Cartwright and Seinfeld podcast, I'm Corey. Oh, I, I'm Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.